Okay, wall fans, welcome to another exciting episode of Go Tell It to the Wall podcast. I am, as always, your host, the one and only Sean O'Rourke, coming at you tonight with episode 36 of the podcast. As usual, we are going live on the Facebook right now. We've got a live feed set up. As usual, this is the normal thing. I need to stop talking about it at the top of podcast because you all should just understand that we've got a live feed going. We're interacting a little bit with the wall fans over here. These videos, for those of you that only listen to the podcast, they're also available on YouTube if you don't have access to, to the Facebook page and all that other good stuff. And I've already gotten into the opening. So let's get into more of the opening. As usual are social plugs. So if you want to connect with us anywhere outside of just listening to this podcast or just watching, if you're watching on the Facebook live feed, you can do so on Facebook at facebook.com slash go tell to the wall. You can also find us on Twitter uh, under at tell the wall pod or at magic Muppet. Uh, hey, Bridget, uh, those those would be the Twitter handles. As I always say, Magic Muppet gets more action, but we are working on getting at Tell the Wall Pod, like more content and all that good stuff up there. Of course, search Go Tell to the Wall on YouTube. Uh, I've been populating the YouTube channel quite a bit, so there's some awesome stuff up there, and there's some awesome stuff that's coming very, very soon as well. Uh, so keep an eye out for that. YouTube, just search Go Tell to the Wall. Uh, Additionally, I have teased this for, for probably a couple months now, probably a couple months, and I'm going to tell you right now, we're going to do it between segments. Sean O'Rourke Live is finally ready to be published. That's right. Sean O'Rourke Live, the official website that will house everything, including this website or this podcast, Go Tell to Wall podcast, uh, the YouTube channel, all the interesting stuff. You can also contact me directly on there. I don't know that all the messages are going to go directly to me right away, but keep that in mind. And what I want to do is because this all started with a podcast. Disney has this stupid saying, it all started with a mouse. Yeah, it all started with a cartoon mouse and a really greedy anti-Semite. So I'm not an anti-Semite you know, uh, but it did all start with a podcast. And so therefore I want to share it with everybody on the podcast, on the live feed. So between a couple of the segments here, we're going to go, especially now that Bridget's on, we are going to go ahead and I'm going to hit this publish button. I'm looking at a publish button right now for Sean O'Rourke live. Uh, for those of you that are listening, if you run to that website right away, especially if you're watching on the live feed, it's still missing some features. Uh, so, so don't get frustrated when you go to look at the gallery and it's not populated with all the photos. Still working on that. Still working on that. It is a work in progress, but it is ready to be published and go live. And we're going to do that in the middle of episode 36 because, as I promised on episode 35, the website would be live within a week. And I decided I wanted to share it with all of you wall fans out there. Big thank you to my wife, Diana, uh, for helping out with a lot of the design stuff. It was kind of one of those things where my brain was just fried and I had to... Con like constantly hand it over to her and be like, can you just deal with this? I, like uh, my eyes are crossing. So big thank you to her uh, and and a couple other people that helped me with out with that as well. But we are going to launch that between segments here during episode 36. Uh, a couple more things for the opening. So this is extremely important. Why am I getting mad faces on here? I've been getting mad faces on the thing. What's happening there? Uh, I, the, the feed's always behind, so I don't know what people are saying. Uh, anyway, uh, a couple more things. On the opening, and this is extremely important uh, for those of you on the live feed and for those of you that like to join in on the live feed. Next week is Thanksgiving week. That's right, it's Thanksgiving week next week, which means Thursday is Thanksgiving. Now, I could probably record this podcast on Thanksgiving. I'm sure if I worked it out, I could do that, you know. But you know what? I'm not going to do it because I enjoy eating a lot, drinking a lot. And watching some football. 
<laughs> my good friend Kevin is on the live feed, and he was the one accidentally hitting the angry side. I was like, what did I say to make people angry already? We're not even into the, the common sense stuff or the ranting. That's usually what makes people angry. Uh, <laughs> so accidental angry emojis coming across my Facebook live feed. Uh, nonetheless, next week, with it being Thanksgiving, we what we're going to do is push up the podcast to Wednesday. So it's not going to be on Thursday. It's going to be Wednesday. Uh, around the same time on Wednesday, we'll do the live feed. But we're going to go go ahead and do episode 37 on Wednesday instead. Uh, and, and full disclosure, this is just so that I can enjoy my Thanksgiving and, and basically play with my one-year-old daughter and, and sit around and eat a bunch of turkey. I'll be honest. Uh, that's, that's the main motivation uh, behind it. So for those of you that like to watch on the live feed, those of you that listen to the podcast, and don't watch on the live feed. It, it, this really is inconsequential to you. We'll probably still post the actual podcast on Friday, which will be Black Friday. I hate that term, Black Friday, because like it's we've turned we're such a consumeristic society. Um, I just I don't like Black Friday. Uh, but it will probably go live on that Friday. But for those of you again that like to watch on the live feed, uh, you're gonna have to catch us on Wednesday. You're gonna have to catch us on Wednesday. If you're not able to join in on Wednesday, don't worry. All of these videos stay live on Facebook. Uh, they also go up on the YouTube page. Uh, so so check there if, if if for some reason you can't join in on Wednesday. You know. But telling you now, FYI, next week will be uh, we will be recording on Wednesday. So we'll do live feed on Wednesday of next week because it's Thanksgiving week. And on that same note. What I want to do uh, is I, I, I had toyed with doing an entire Thanksgiving episode like we did uh, for Halloween, and I really toyed with it because of like the ridiculousness with Christmas, and, and I had made a bunch of jokes about the war on Thanksgiving, um, obviously jokes. Some people thought I was serious. I actually got some people that are, I had someone respond to me uh, when I posted something about the war on Thanksgiving as a joke, and they were like, do you think Santa is running around with a machine gun and shooting Thanksgiving? And I was like, I don't even understand what that means. Uh, but this is the kind of feedback you get when, when you're a broadcaster and a podcaster and putting out all this content and people like to just give you a hard time about stuff. And that's why Bridget is here uh, to, to keep me to keep me normal, normal, keep me in line, in line. That is the that is the better term to use. Uh, so what I'm going to do is add to that episode. Uh, it'll be kind of a pseudo Thanksgiving episode. For, but for those of you that are big fans, uh, hit up the Facebook page. Hit up the website that's going to go live here shortly, uh, and, and and I want to know what you're most thankful for this year. I know it's such a cliche, but I want to include some of that in the episode, uh, so especially those of you that participate in the episode and help out Bridget, Chris, Kevin, um, a, a number one wall fan, Darshan, who she's, I think this might be the episode that Darshan loses number one wall fan status because uh, she hasn't been on the live feed in quite a while. And I said it last week, and Kevin, I think, missed last week's episode, uh, but we, we might be giving this crown over to Kevin. This crown. I act like it's a big thing. No, Nobody cares. Nobody cares. It's really a running joke. Uh, but Darshan has been MIA. She's been MIA. I don't know what's happening. Nonetheless, all of you, send me what you're most thankful for, uh, whether it's a, a cliche or something unique. Just send it to me. Send it to me on the Facebook. Tweet at me. Uh, go to the, the, the webpage that's going to get launched here in the next, like, 20 minutes or so. And you can also send me a message on there. It's amazing. It's amazing what you can do these days, you know, with websites. I remember, like, when I was first working in the digital world, and we're only talking, like, 10, 12 years ago, it wasn't this easy. Um, now, I don't want to say it's super easy because I was banging my head against the wall quite a bit, but it's much easier than it was 10, 20, I mean, well, 30 years ago. I don't know. Well, man, I'd have to look at dates. Uh, Chris, give <laughs> <laughs> Bridges real quick with the, but I bet Chris knows that one uh, right off the top of his head. Whenever the internet, whenever Al Gore invented the internet, uh, and we actually had websites. 
Uh, and one more note for the opening, and this is regarding we are going to do a special Christmas episode. It's going to be ridiculous. If you joined in for the Halloween episode, you know how ridiculous that was. We will try to go off the rails as soon as possible with that one just because it's fun themed episodes so we're gonna do that uh so keep that in mind and on that same note you have you you're, you have almost like a month for this one you gotta figure out exactly when we're gonna record the christmas episode uh but i also want to know some of your favorite gifts christmas gifts now especially like as a kid you know and I, I know i just said we live in such a consumeristic society but i'm talking like the stuff that you were a kid that you just really wanted as a kid um i'm glad that you brought up ugly sweater bridget we're gonna talk about that too Oh, we're going to talk a little bit about the ugly sweaters. Uh, but yes, there will probably be an ugly sweater going on. Uh, but, the, you know, these are the gifts that you ran downstairs, ran into the living room when you were a kid, and you were just so excited, and you got that gift, you know. I don't mean this from a, you know, consumeristic, uh, materialistic standpoint, but just something that you were so excited about as a kid, you know, or even as an adult. But, but really, if there's something you're super excited as a kid, and, and I'll tell you right now, uh, it was my daughter's birthday last Saturday, uh, and, and this was, was kind of spawned from the fact that she got uh, a Teddy Ruxpin for her birthday. My, my mother, her grandmother, bought her a Teddy Ruxpin uh, because when I was a kid, I got a Teddy Ruxpin for Christmas, and that was pr it's probably one of my all-time favorite Christmas gifts, and so that's what where that was spawned from. So I want to include some of that on the Christmas episode as well. So start thinking, wall fans. You got some time on that one. You don't have a lot of time on the thankful stuff, uh, but both of those, hit me up. Hit me up, uh, again, Facebook, Twitter, website, YouTube. You can hit me up on YouTube even. I, I check the YouTube, you know. I, there's a lot of spam on there, but I go through all those comments and stuff as well. Um, all right, before we get into social, and, and especially because I know there are particular people on the live feed right now that are joining me in this week's beer, and I posted the photo. If you're on the Facebook, you know that I, I, I realize we have two weeks in a row of new Belgium brewing uh, beers on the show. And the reason is, I saw this one, and this one happens to be the New Belgium Brewing Accumulation White India Pale Ale. And if you saw the photo or you're on the live feed, you can see this is a very snow-themed white IPA. Uh, so the reason I brought it in for this episode is we're getting snow at our resorts here in California. They are just starting to open and everything else, so I figured in solidarity with us with it getting into snow season, Chris, I know, is, is one of the ones drinking this beer along with me. Uh, and so in, in honor of the snow season beginning here in California, uh, we're drinking some Accumulation White India Pale Ale. It is very tasty. I'm enjoying it. I hadn't had it before today, and I'm enjoying it so far. I recommend it, especially if you're into the New Belgium Brewing uh, uh, beers. It, it's it's right up there, kind of in line with all their other beers, and it's a it's a lighter IPA, not quite as hoppy, uh, but still flavorful like an IPA. So check that one out. New Belgium Brewing Accumulation White India Pale Ale. Uh, we're gonna have some beers that are hopefully uh, shorter titles on here. In fact, a good friend of mine who currently lives in Alabama uh, is sending me some some beer. Hopefully, as we speak, and it's probably I think it's on the way already. Uh, and and so he's sending me some stuff from some craft brews like down in the south and stuff, stuff that possibly I haven't heard of, and many of you haven't heard of. So look forward to that. I think I mentioned that on the last episode. I'm just waiting for that shipment to come in uh, as well. And we're st we're looking for a beer sponsorship. My my brother was here uh, a couple weeks ago, and he's like, "When are you getting your beer sponsorship?" So if you have a brewery out there, come on, go tell it's the wall podcast. Uh, this is I'm giving New Belgium Brewing, uh, you know, some 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 airtime for free here. Just because I like beer, and that's become part of the theme of the show. All right, so moving along, let's get into some social wall fans. We got some social this week. 
Social was weird this week because there wasn't like last week I had so much social and stuff like funny stuff happening. <laughs> There's been a lot of like divisive back and forth on social media. And I'm not talking politics and the orange menace, maybe a little bit, but like that's been happening for a year. But there's ridiculousness, and and with this particular one, I didn't even want to touch it, because I was like, I don't care, I don't care, I don't care. But as I'm looking through what's trending on social media over the past few days, this was like the biggest one. Uh, so if you're familiar with People Magazine, they do an issue every year, I believe it's every year, maybe they do it five, I don't know. No, it has to be every year, because it's, no, I think it's every year. They do this thing, and I think they do it for both genders. I don't know who the female was this year. Uh, 1991, thank you, Chris. 1991 was when the, so, what is that? Math, math. So maybe 25, it's, it's a long time, a long time. It was difficult back then. I can tell you that because you had to know coding back then. Uh, anyway, so People Magazine does this, the sexiest man alive issue. They've been doing this for, I, I vaguely recall this, like even back in the 90s. They've probably even been doing it longer than that. I don't read People Magazine. It's not a magazine that's, that's in my wheelhouse. And that's why I didn't really talk about it because I was like, who cares? Who cares? Uh, and they named this year the sexiest man alive uh, happened to be Blake Shelton. Blake Shelton. Now, if you're not familiar with Blake Shelton, he is uh, a country singer, I believe. Um, I had never heard of him until he was on a show that I actually don't watch, but I know he's a judge on like one of those singing shows, uh, X Factor, or oh, the, I think it might be The Voice. The voice? I don't know. I don't watch these singing shows. I, I you know, I, I have never have. I'm not not a fan of the singing shows. Nothing against them. If you enjoy them, that's fine. I I'm just I don't. So I'm not real familiar with Blake Shelton. But it's been very divisive on social media. And the funny thing is, I saw I was seeing more people coming out and saying, "Really, Blake Shelton is the sexiest man alive?" And that's what got me thinking. Like, really, why do you care? Like, why do you care? This is like when people freak out about the stars on Hollywood Boulevard. They're like. Oh, he got his star this week. And it's like, yeah, because he paid. He paid to have his freaking star. Maybe Blake Shelton just paid people. Ma Who cares? Who cares? But everyone's like, here's the sexiest man alive. This is the sexiest man alive. One person someone was throwing out there was Jason Momoa. And I, I, I stopped short of typing, like, give it a minute. That guy's got a sexual harassment lawsuit coming in a minute from the stuff that I'm hearing about him. Uh, so, so calm down on Jason Momoa. I mean, he's, he's, a, he's, he's a very attractive individual. Calm down on him. Uh, but... That's what I was seeing to start with. And then I started seeing people that were on the Blake Shelton side that were like, I love Blake Shelton and blah, 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 blah. And I realized that that's just that's just the world we live in. Like, so what? There, there's never going to be a universally accepted sexiest man alive or sexiest woman alive. Like, there's just never going to be. And then on top of that, I think now I don't know People Magazine's demographic, like for sure. I didn't look into this. But as I said... Blake Shelton is on one of those singing shows. I guarantee my mother watches that singing show because she watches all those shows. So we're talking about, not I don't want to say older, uh, middle-aged, middle-aged fans. We're not talking like millennial fans, you know? So it seems like the millennials are the ones who are like, no way, no way. But the middle-aged fans are like, yes, yes, Blake Shelton, Blake Shelton. So I don't know what to think of it. But I will tell you this, Wall fans, Common Sense says... Who cares? Who cares? It's People Magazine. Who cares? Who cares? We got bigger fish to fry, especially in this country right now. Much bigger fish to fry. Calm down. Who cares who the sexiest man alive is? Like, let, let's get over it. Let's all just get over it. Uh, but that is flooding social media right now because everyone has to have an opinion about it. I saw pictures. I mean, he's, he's an attractive individual, right? I, 
Who cares? Who cares? Let's move along here. So this one is a little bit political, but going on social media a lot right now. And I didn't see, I just had to seek these out because no one in my feed is doing this, uh, fortunately, because no one's ridiculous. Uh, and that would be Keurig pulling its sponsorship from uh, the hand, the Sean, I think it was Hannity. It was one of the shows. And it was, it was revolving around sexual harassment claims and everything else. So what happened was all these conservatives, I'm doing finger quotes for those of you that just listen because I hate the terms conservatives and liberals. Just be fucking people, okay? Just be people. Who cares? You don't have to, you don't have to put yourself in this box or this box. You just don't. But what happened was all of the conservatives freaked out and decided they're going to boycott Keurig and started filming videos of themselves destroying their expensive Keurig machines. So, social media this past week or so, uh, everyone's mad that Blake Shelton is the sexiest man alive, and everyone is destroying their very expensive coffee makers. So, if anyone out there is listening to this or watching and you want to destroy uh, your Keurig coffee maker, send me a message. I will give you my address. I will gladly take a Keurig coffee maker for free if you're just going to smash it. And even if I don't take it, I will give it to someone that needs it and maybe, you know, doesn't have the money to just smash a Keurig uh, in the middle of their yard because they're upset because, you know, maybe you shouldn't be a sexual abuser or a sexual harasser or any of those things. Any of those things. So get over yourselves, conservatives. Get over yourselves because it's ridiculous. This is definitely a common sense situation. Am I right, Bridget? This is a common sense situation. Child molestation, it's a bad thing. It's a bad thing. Sexual harassment, it's a bad thing. Sexual assault, bad thing. There's no getting around that. There's no rationalizing it. These are bad things. And everyone, you know, and this is where I'm proud of my town and my industry and Hollywood for pushing all these guys out. Pushing all them out. Now, I might te I'm teasing that now. I have a little bit extra to say at the end of the show if we have time. Pushing these guys out. I want to remind everyone. Uh, all these guys are getting pushed out. The Orange Menace has been accused many, many times of sexual harassment and sexual assault. In fact, we pretty much have him on tape admitting to it, and he's still sitting there in office. So everyone needs to calm down, step back, and think about this and where common sense comes in. And it's not about being in a little box and making sure your little box is winning. Winning. Get with it. Get with it. Get with it. All right. More stupidity on social media. Oh, more stupidity. Now... Those of you out there may or, name, may or may not be familiar with a little uh, restaurant, the finger quotes again, restaurant. I have to say finger quotes. I know all of you on the live feed are seeing them. I have to say it because those are just listening. Restaurant, uh, it's a pizza restaurant. They do delivery. It's like, if you're not familiar, it's like Pizza Hut and Domino's and all that stuff. You've got to be familiar with one of those. They are the main pizza, they're the pizza sponsor for the NFL. So you know where I'm going with this, Wall fans. And I put it here in social media because of the way they came across with it. I'm not putting it into sports because of how it came across. They tweeted... Uh, about a week ago, that the, the again, finger quotes, anthem protests, I'm finger quoting it because we all, you all as Wall fans, and all of us here at Go Tell It to the Wall, no, it's not an anthem protest, it is a racial inequality protest, a racial injustice protest, I'm sorry. Uh, they tweeted out that that was hurting their business. They tweeted out that that was hurting their business. Well, here's the thing. Everyone got on them, rightfully so, uh, because it's ridiculous. But here's the ridiculous thing about it, is a couple days ago, they came out and they backtracked on it. Papa John's backtracked on it. And they said, you know, we support everyone's equal rights and all this, you know, basically a boilerplate BS 
statement that went out on Twitter. Went out on Twitter. And you know what was happening in that boardroom? Because Papa John's has a history. John Schnatter, who is Papa John, he's the guy who founded Papa John's, uh, is notorious for not paying his employees well, for not giving them decent health care, among many, 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 many other things. Yes, that was... Uh, and then Bridget, this is how she refers to Papa John's, uh, they sell ketchup on stale crackers and call it pizza. Very true. So... Really, that's what it came down to is from, from the beginning, maybe have a higher quality product. Maybe that's hurting your sales is not a high quality product. Then the backtracking, and I guarantee what happened was they were sitting, at, sitting in a conference room, probably with, with, with a bigoted uh, John Schnatter sitting there and saying, well, sales are still down and we're getting backlash from this. And then I guarantee some younger executive was sitting in that conference room and said, well, John, who do you think is the main consumer of our pizza? Well, I don't know. Young people? Yeah, young people, you know, that order pizza quite a bit. Now go even a little further than that. Hmm. Who gets the munchies? Oh, stoners. Stoners and hippies that get the munchies. Well, John, where do those that demographics political political ah, uh, what's the word? Where where do they usually fall politically? A little liberal. So they sat in a conference room and put this tweet out realizing that they were going after their main base. They were disagreeing with their main consumer base. Uh, so I'm telling all of you out there right now, you shouldn't eat it anyway because it's crap pizza. It is junk. I don't understand why people eat Papa John's. Uh, but if you do still eat Papa John's, I would ask you as a wall fan, use common sense. Do not eat Papa John's. Don't order Papa John's. Don't give them a dime. Just don't give them a dime. Because the CEO of Papa John's is a terrible person. The company is terrible. And the food's terrible. Treat yourself. Treat yourself. Treat yourself to some decent freaking pizza. And if you need recommendations, hit me up on the website, the Facebook page, the Twitter, or anything else. I'll get you lots of recommendations. I basically grew up in Chicago. I know what pizza is. Here comes the hate mail from the New Yorkers. Freaking still better pizza. I don't care what you say. All right. Uh, I want to give big props to Drake. I'm not a big Drake fan. I think he. Uh, I think he's a little needy. You know, he's a little clingy and a little needy, uh, but I got to give him some mad, mad props. I appreciate his music. I think he's a little clingy and needy as a person. It's like, can, can you get off my television for, for five minutes, Drake? Like, I, I, don't, I don't care that you're at every single NBA uh, game on the face of the earth. Get, just calm down for a minute. Calm down. Calm down. Uh, you're still the kid from Degrassi High. <laughs> like five people got that reference. Um, but anyway, he was playing a concert in Australia. Huge props to Drake. Playing a concert in Australia. Uh, and actually stopped mid-concert, mid-concert, mid-song, because he noticed a male in the crowd groping a female. The female didn't want to be groped. So he stopped the concert, stopped mid-song, to then berate the guy, rightfully so, because that's not something you should be doing. And I'm going to tell you right now, this is something, I don't want to say it's common, but I grew up going to concerts. I'm a big punk rock fan. Concerts. You know, I basically grew up with like the Blink 182s and the Unwritten Laws in San Diego when they were coming up, when they were teenagers. You know, so that that's what I spent a lot of my time doing as a teenager. I wish I could now. I'm just a little too old. <laughs> it's like I can't get into the pit anymore. But we'd be up there, me and usually a bunch of my friends, and we'd be in the pit and just going nuts. And you know what crowd surfing is? You know, someone gets up on, some, you lift someone up and they go crowd surfing. I'm a fairly tall guy. 
I, I always had people coming up to me uh, and saying, can you get, can you get me up? Cause I could, you know, push them up a little higher and get them crowd surfing. Uh, and something that would always happen is, you know, there'd be a young lady that would be crowd surfing and guys would tr- then try to grab her. They think it's funny, you know, grabbing her, grabbing her ass or, you know, grabbing her chest, whatever it might be. And I'll tell you, that's why I say it's not common because there were always guys like me and like my friends, those guys usually got punched in the face. I'm going to be honest right now. I don't condone violence. Those guys got punched in the face. Uh, so good on you, Drake. I'm happy you did it. And for all any any of you out there that go to concerts, that you're in these in these venues with people just, just smashed together and all crowded and all this other stuff, and you see something like that, say something. See something, say something. Yeah, that's, if, you, if you work in an office, that's probably hanging in your office. Uh, yeah, so good on you, Drake. I appreciate it. We need to stop this. Uh, and, and I'm just, get, I'm getting sick of it. I'm getting sick of it. Uh, and these people need to be called out. They need to be called out. If you see it, call them out on it right away. You see this out at a bar, call them out on it right away because that's what it's going to take. And I'm not saying even, even the young lady that this is happening to, it's a little more difficult for her. But I'll tell you what, if there, you know, if there's a young lady who, who's got a guy that's about 50 pounds heavier than her bugging her, it's going to be harder for get for her, her to get away. But I'll tell you, if you're a fairly large individual like myself, you know, six foot three, 200 and some pounds, you could probably stop that guy without even violence. I'm not saying get violent right away. Stop the guy. He's going to be intimidated because chances are he has low self-esteem and he doesn't know how to talk to a, a woman. And that's why he's doing things like that. Right? Right, Wallmans? That's probably why he's doing things like that. All right, let's move along. TV, film, and books. God. Speaking of not respecting women, Justice League. The Justice League movie comes out tonight. There are advanced screenings tonight. It is Thursday, October. October. Wow. Did I lose two weeks? No. It was my daughter's birthday last weekend. She, her birthday's November 11th. It is November 16th. My birthday's in two days, too. Jeez, I almost forgot my birthday's in two days. Oh, jeez. I happen to share a birthday with that stupid cartoon mouse that I t- talked about at the top of the show. Uh, luckily, I also share a birthday with uh, with one of the greatest hitters of all time when it comes to baseball, and that would be the great David Ortiz or Big Poppy. I move along to TV, film, and books. Justice League is coming out tonight, tomorrow, midnight, whatever it's happening. However you're seeing it, I really don't care. I'm not going to go see it, and I'm especially not going to go see it now because of what came out. Some some uh, some set photos came out, all this other stuff. You know, uh, one really interesting thing that came out is. Uh, I haven't seen Wonder Woman. I know Bridget's on here. She she took her daughter to see Wonder Woman and loved it. Uh, but in Wonder Woman, you know, if, if you're not familiar, I don't want to get into backstory because I'm not. I'm actually not even that familiar with Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman's an Amazonian, um, so she comes from this this island with all Amazonian women. And so in in Wonder Woman the movie, they tease that she's in this Amazonian whatever island. Again, I haven't seen the movie. I'm not that familiar with the backstory. Uh, and they're all they're all the women are wearing like armor, and you know it it is it is feminine armor but they are very much covered their shoulders are covered their chests are covered their their stomachs are covered uh and and they have like even their legs are pretty much covered in fact i'm looking at production still side by side well justice league that comes out tomorrow uh includes wonder woman it includes wonder woman and apparently is also going to have some of these same amazonian women the same actresses that acted in wonder woman are also in justice league I am going to post this one on Facebook uh, and probably tweet it out too, because this one, it, it, it just gets me so heated that I, I can't, I like, I'm never going to get over this one and I'm never going to see justice league. because I'm, I'm never going to watch it. I'm just period. I don't care. I'm never going to watch justice league because if you look side by side of the cost, uh, 
the costumes from Wonder Woman versus Justice League. Keeping in mind, Wonder Woman directed by a woman, Justice League directed by a man. Uh, you see the armor from Wonder Woman as I described. And the production still from Justice League is basically a bunch of Amazonian women wearing leather bikinis. I'm not even exaggerating. They're wearing leather bikinis compared to armor from Wonder Woman. Now, why? Why would we do this? Why? Now, I mentioned, yes, a man directed this. Okay, that's not the only reason this happened. And Wonder Woman destroyed, destroyed <laughs> battle lingerie. It is battle lingerie. I mean, if this is officially marketed as battle, I'm just kidding. It's no, there's no such thing as battle lingerie. Bridget is just bringing that up. Oh, that remind remind me when we start getting toward the end of TV film and books to clarify uh, the the porgs, our porg term, uh, Bridget, uh, as well because I had that a little bit wrong last week. But it's not just that there was a man directing this. What it is also, and and keeping in mind, like I said, Wonder Woman just it it killed at the box office, killed. It was the summer movie, killed. But what happens is in any industry, this isn't just Hollywood and movies and everything else. There's a need to hypersexualize everything. And I definitely don't just mean movies. Think about Carl's Jr. 20 years ago when they started to put a woman in a bikini eating a cheeseburger. Everything in our society has to be hypersexualized. And you know what? I'm fucking sick of it. I'm so sick of it. I am so sick of it. You don't need to shove sex in our faces constantly. We all get it. Everyone likes sex, okay? I think women are gorgeous. I, I think even these women in leather bikinis, they're, they're very attractive. But it doesn't need to be shoved in my face constantly. I don't need that. Everything these days is hypersexualized, and it doesn't have to be. There's no reason for that. Let's do better as a society. Let's do better as Hollywood. Let's do better as marketers. I'm trying to do better as a broadcaster and as an influencer. Let's all just do better because everything doesn't have to be hypersexualized. It doesn't. That's enough of that. I'm not seeing Justice League. I ask all of you as, as Wall fans, don't see Justice League. Uh, if, if you're going to watch it, at least wait until it gets on like Netflix or Hulu or something. Uh, and I'll tell you right now, the next topic I'm going to get to does include Justice League, and this may sway your decision. So there's a website called Rotten Tomatoes. If you're not familiar with it, you should be. They are basically the premier uh, film critic site. You know, you go on there and, and, and they have ratings. It's based on all of their critics and everything else. Uh, well, what happened was Rotten Tomatoes usually comes out with all of with their rating and all of their reviews and everything like after the advanced screenings where all the critics get to see it. Well, what happened with Rotten Tomatoes is they didn't do this for Justice League. In fact, they just did it today where they released the score. And this is unprecedented for Rotten Tomatoes. In fact, Rotten Tomatoes some people say have made or broken movies at the box office because they are so well-respected in that realm. I'm going to tell you right now, Wall fans, we can stop respecting Rotten Tomatoes. I have no respect for Rotten Tomatoes whatsoever after this. And the reason is they held off on their ratings and everything else. And the ratings just came out today, the day the film comes out. And really, let's be honest, the ratings only came out today because they were getting backlash. Why were they getting backlash, you say? What, what do they have in this game? Well, just an FYI, Justice League is a Warner Brothers movie. You know who owns 30%, almost one-third of Rotten Tomatoes? That would be Warner Brothers. Think about that, Wall fans. Think about that. They're protecting their IP. They finally had to put it out today. Came out with a 43% rating. That's not good. That is not good. And after it was posted, it dropped to a 40% rating. So if you're on the fence about seeing Justice League, don't bother. 
And if you're a true fan of Go Tell the Wall podcast, you're definitely not paying at the box office to see that load of crap. Battle lingerie. Battle lingerie. That is a new term. Uh, we're going we're gonna to continue to use that term in a funny way, Bridget. Uh, battle lingerie. Maybe I will have some battle lingerie for one of the shows. And th- that's the good thing is you only see you all only see me from the waist up on the live feed. I could be sitting here completely butt naked from the waist down, and you would never know. You'd never know. Mm, it's amazing. It's amazing how that works. Camera angles. Um, and, oh, before before I move on to the next topic, so last week I talked about porgs and all the ridiculousness of porgs. I'm not going to get into all that. Uh, and Bridget gave me a new term. The, the thing to keep in mind is Bridget is our on-air producer. She does a fantastic job, uh, especially before and after the show. During the show, she's actually texting stuff to me. So sometimes, sometimes stuff is lost in translation. And I was referring to them as porgies. We are actually going to henceforth refer to them as porgies. Porgs, orgy, porgies. Porgies is how we're referring to those from now on. So Porgies coming out in the new uh, the new Disney film, Star Wars Episode 82, Revenge of the Porgy. It's coming out in December. You guys didn't know that? Ooh, that's only if you're way into like the Star Wars universe. <laughs> I do do this podcast in my underwear, Chris. <laughs> underwear. Underwear be damned, butt naked. I'm out here, burn style, Donald Duckin. <laughs> like five people got that reference as well. Uh, that's the funny thing about about Go Tells the Wall podcast. There's so many jokes that only like four people in the world get. I'm exaggerating on that, Wall fans. It's okay. Uh, moving along from in TV, film, and books, Stranger Things. I'm finally watching it. I'm two or three episodes in. We're still not spoiling it. I'm not going to spoil anything. Um, and I and I love the nostalgia in it. And in fact, this isn't spoiling anything. They they have an episode because it's been in all the trailers and stuff. They have an episode where all the the if you if you're not familiar with Stranger Things, like the four main character, the the young the young kids, uh, they're all dressed up as Ghostbusters to go out for Halloween. So I love the nostalgia in it. I was a huge Ghost. I still am a huge Ghostbusters fan. A huge Ghostbusters fan as a kid. I think I've mentioned before that uh, I took took a trip to New York as a kid, and my mother booked the table right at the window uh, where where uh, Rick Moranis gets overtaken by the uh, by the demon there. So we sat right at the window where he got eaten, overtaken. They don't show it in the movie. I'm not even giving a spoiler warning on that. If you haven't seen Ghostbusters, um, get your head out from under a rock. <laughs> no, just kidding. Uh, but I do love the nostalgia. One thing I don't like about Stranger Things, and I'm not saying it's ruining the show for me, holy crap, does Stranger Things move slow. I think it moves slower than Game of Thrones. And the crazy thing about Stranger Things and the slowness of it, and it's similar to Game of Thrones, is you have to kind of keep watching through where you're like, okay, just just get through this scene. Just, okay, I okay, okay, okay I, I get it. Okay, uh, okay. And then they throw like a three-second reveal in there on you. Like, right, so you can't like kind of zone out and then, you know, come back to it. It's very much like Game of Thrones like that. Uh, so that would be my one complaint about Stranger Things. I don't even want to call it a full-on complaint. Uh, it just does get a little tedious at times. Like, I don't, it, it's just, it's slow. It's a little slow at times. Um, and compared to the next show I want to mention, which is much faster, uh, Stranger Things is incredibly slow. And I want to go on the record right now. And I'm putting it out there. And I'm going to get some flack for what I'm about to say next. And I've teased this before. Mr. Robot, I just watched the most recent episode today. I ended the episode with honest-to-God tears in my eyes. And I'm going to tell you right now, wall fans, social media friends, everyone out there, 
I've teased it before. Mr. Robot is the best show on television. Mr. Robot, to me, hands down, better than Game of Thrones. I'm saying it now. Mr. Robot, better than Game of Thrones. I love Game of Thrones. I love Mr. Robot more. Rami Malek might be one of the best actors on the face of the earth, and I think he was underrated by being in all those stupid Night at the Museum movies, all those. I think he was in, like, a couple of them. Uh, but if you're not watching Mr. Robot, get with it. Um, especially in this political climate that we're in these days, because I've mentioned before, they're going at him. They're going at the menace, and it's fantastic. Watch Mr. Robot. Please, 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 I implore all of you, watch Mr. Robot. Best show on television, better than Game of Thrones. To me, might be the best show of all time. One more thing for TV, film, and books. And I want to take some credit on this one. I want to take some credit. The new the Deadpool, Deadpool 2 trailer came out. I'm a huge fan of Deadpool. It is hands down my favorite. Uh, Deadpool is, is hands down my favorite. Move of, of the movies in the Marvel franchise. Hands down. Hands down. It's the only Marvel movie that I own in my home is Deadpool. Deadpool 2 is coming out, uh, I believe, next year. I don't know the exact release date. Nobody hold me to that. Uh, but that's coming back. It's, it, the, it's uh, coming back. It's coming out, I believe, next year. They released a trailer. And I would like to take a little bit of credit for per- predicting this. Not really. But if you haven't seen the trailer, it starts, Ryan Reynolds plays Deadpool. It starts with Deadpool dressed as none other than Bob freaking Ross. And if you joined the live feed last week, you might have seen my t-shirt, which was no mistakes, only happy accidents, with a big picture of Bob freaking Ross. I predicted it, Wall fans. I predicted the trailer. Bob Ross trailer. No, I'm just kidding. I didn't actually predict it. It was just a happy <laughs> happy accident, Wall fans. Happy accident wall fans uh but if you are a deadpool fan or even if you're not it is an extremely funny trailer <laughs> i think ryan reynolds as deadpool is just on another level like on another level i cannot wait for deadpool 2 to come out uh so that's coming out as well keep an eye out for it check out the trailer i'm not gonna post that one because that's one of the like if if you're on social media at all you probably saw that trailer coming through your feed uh oh and another note that i just i didn't even have here in my notes uh if you're a handmaid's tale fan coming back april 2018 they just announced it like yesterday April of next year, we're going to get season two of Handmaid's Tale, and you know that's going to be off the chain as well, like another level off the chain. Um, All right, let's move along to some music here. I have a confession to make, Wall fans. I mentioned this a few weeks ago, and I gave them some props to an extent. Uh, Sum 41 came out with a new album. It's a pop-punk rock band from the 90s, Sum 41. And I'd given them some props because they really went back to their roots with their video for their first single. Like It was was very 90s pop, 90s pop-punk rock. Um, the confession I have to make, I've listened to the song a few more times and goddamn I'm dead again is there, it was their first single off, off, off their new album. The song's growing on me. Uh, and I think the reason it's growing on me is it's a total fallback to nineties pop punk rock, which is like really what I grew up on is like late eighties, nineties pop punk rock. Uh, and I love it. I, I just, I love it. I don't say, I'm not going to say I love the song. I love the genre, uh, and the song is really, really growing on me. So give it a shot, Wall fans. Check it out. Some 41, Goddamn, I'm Dead Again. Video's pretty good. Song's okay. Maybe I'll listen to it a couple more times, and the song will be awesome. I don't know. Um, 
we do need right now wall fans social media world to have a moment of silence for the great amazing ridiculously popular vans warp tour that's right warp tour just announced a couple days ago after 2018 they will no longer be doing the nationwide tour for vans warp tour luckily they are still doing 2018. I already texted a couple of my friends and I said, uh, so we're going, right? Because I love Warp Tour. I haven't been in a few years. I haven't been in years. Absolutely love Warp Tour. I've been to five or six of them over the years. It's been around since 1995. Uh, nationwide tour. Uh, Bridget, I know you're very interested in going to that. We'll see who's playing. Um, but I grew up on Warp Tour. Uh, it is it is. Just a fantastic. I own Warp. I own Warp Tour soundtracks. I, well, I don't own the actual CDs anymore. They've been uploaded to my, to my my digital music, um, you, many years ago. <laughs> but that's to the point. How much a fan I am uh, of Vans Warp Tour. So if you're in Southern California and you're a Wall fan, hit me up. I am going next year. Period. I'll either be they they do usually do one in Ventura. There's usually one in San Diego, uh, and then out in like Pomona. Usually there's usually a few in Southern California. Mar I, we don't have dates yet, but just mark your entire month of like June. Warp Tour. Warp Tour. I will be out there, Wall fans. Join me at Warp Tour 2018. And remember, pour out a little bit of your Go Tell It to Wall podcast beer for the end of Vans Warp Tour. All right, moving along. I got some style here. I don't have, like, really style. But I do have a little bit of style. And that's why it was funny that Bridget brought up the ugly Christmas sweaters. Because she didn't even know about this topic for this particular episode. And I was thinking today. I was actually... I was, this one just came up today. Walking my daughter through Highland Park, California. If you're familiar with Southern California. Hipster capital of the world. And I was thinking about the cycle of trends. Fashion and just trends overall. And I realized it's really three-pronged. And then we just keep cycling through those three prongs. Now stay with me here for a second, Wall fans. The first prong of this would be when it's cool or new or innovative. Like, oh my gosh, I've never seen something like that before. Not everyone knows about it. Second prong, what usually happens is then the hipsters get a hold of it. Or whatever term you want to use, the beatniks, you know, whatever term happens to be at the time. Right now it just happens to be hipsters. Then they get a hold of it. And then it gains popularity. Because as much as we all realize hipsters are trying to do the uncool thing, no, you're pushing stuff to the forefront. That's what you're freaking doing, hipsters. Like, stop acting like you don't care and you're, I'm going to wear this scarf. It's 110 degrees. Shut up. Shut up. Get over yourselves. So they get a hold of it. Then what happens? Capitalism takes over. Capitalism gets a hold of it and it becomes mainstream. And then we start the cycle over again. Something new, cool, innovative. Then the hipsters get a hold of it. And then capitalism takes over. And the hipsters don't want it anymore. And it's not new and cool and innovative anymore. You know what the perfect example of this is? Perfect example of this. Ugly Christmas sweaters. Ugly Christmas sweaters started out as a thing like in the 90s. You know, you do a funny thing. Oh, and it was kind of innovative. Ugly Christmas sweaters, ugly Christmas sweaters. Well, then what happened, you know, there's a few people doing it. It was hilarious, you know? This is stuff that, like, when I was a kid, this wasn't a thing. Because those ugly Christmas sweaters, your teachers and your mothers were wearing them, okay? 
Then what happened was the hipsters got a hold of them. And over the past you know, few years, they've been wearing the ugly Christmas sweaters all through Christmas. And ugly Christmas sweater party. All the hipster bars. Ugly Christmas sweater party. And what happened a couple years ago? Capitalism took over. So now you can specifically buy your ugly Christmas sweater. You can buy kits to make your ugly Christmas sweater. To the point where Rob freaking Gronkowski has his own ugly Christmas sweater. They have ugly Christmas sweaters for every sports team. I'm not hating on the ugly Christmas sweaters. In fact, I almost bought a Boston Bruins ugly Christmas sweater a couple years ago. They wanted to charge me $70, and I was like, that's not happening. But I would love to have me a Boston Bruins ugly Christmas sweater. So I'm not hating on them. But think about that, Wall fans. That's really the cycle. Now, of course, there's so many other factors that go into that. But I was thinking about that today. You can simplify that cycle. And it just over and over and over and over again. You know, in a few generations from now, it'll be a different term from hipsters. And it'll be other trends. You know, I see so much 90s trends. I see, I see these millennials, like these 22-year-olds running around. I'm like, man, you would have loved my closet when I was a teenager. You would have loved my closet. That cheesy-ass polo shirt. I had 15 of them. I had 15 of those just hanging. You would have loved my closet. So it's all cyclical. Uh, but that got me thinking. I just found it interesting. We'll see what the next style trend is. I'll be keeping an eye out. No more thong jeans. <laughs> Hopefully not. It's getting a little cold out. If you're wearing thong jeans outside right now, uh, yeah, that's... Hmm, hmm. All right, sports. Sports. I'm going to run through this one real quickly because we've been talking sports. Uh, so here's the top line stuff on sports, specifically in the NFL. Jerry Jones is still an asshole. Zeke Elliott needs to shut up. You're suspended. You're abusive. And you, let's be honest, have sexually assaulted someone on camera. Shut up. Sit down. I don't want you on my freaking TV anymore. Uh, and the most important thing we need to all realize here when you're looking at Roger Goodell, who's the commissioner of the NFL and the things he's asking for, the NFL has too much goddamn money. They have too much goddamn money. Too much goddamn money. Yet your players get concussions and brain damage and everything else. Maybe take care of those people that made your sport freaking popular in the first place. You have too much money, NFL. One more thing in the sports world. And it does cross over a little bit to politics. If you've heard a little bit about the news this week and what was happening with some UCLA basketball players, I'm not even going to harp on this. I'm going to tell you one thing right now. You know what we learned this week with these three UCLA basketball players were, that were detained in China? We learned that the Orange Menace cares more about three college basketball players in another country who also happen to be criminals. Criminals, literally criminals he cares more about them than he does an entire island that happens to be part of the united states of america because he tweeted out about it and said he talks to the president of china what have you done for puerto rico other than give them a hard time so that's the world we live in wall fans orange menace cares more about some criminals in china than he does about the good people of puerto rico Get out of here, Orange Menace. You ain't got much longer. You ain't got much longer. I don't even think he makes it to four years. That's enough of that. Let's get in some tech. We got a little bit of tech here. A little bit of tech. Uh, not crazy things. So I was reading an article recently. The iPhone X, iPhone 10, whatever they're calling it, iPhone X 
is it's coming out. I think I think you can order it now. They're shipping now. It was announced a while ago. So the story is admittedly a couple weeks old. Uh, well, there was an engineer at Apple who was fired right after the announcement of the iPhone X. Because, as you know, if you're an engineer at Apple, you're probably getting some product to try out, to work on, and everything else. Well, what happened was this engineer with Apple has a daughter who is a pseudo-YouTube star, influencer, whatever you want to call it. She grabbed his iPhone X and decided to do a little YouTube video about it and show off the iPhone X on her YouTube video. And he was fired. Rightfully so. And what's the lesson here, wall fans? What's the lesson here? I'm going to make it easy for you. Don't be stupid. Don't give your kids new tech that is proprietary to your company and top secret and confidential. If you're a kid, maybe realize that your father or mother or parental figure works for a company and you shouldn't take their item just to get some clicks on freaking YouTube. Again, the world we live in. We've talked about this before with parents putting their kids and exploiting them and embarrassing them on YouTube. So really, just don't be stupid. Don't be stupid. Don't be stupid. Uh, on that note, Apple, if you want to send me in advance of your next tech, uh, I will promptly take it outside and hit it with a baseball bat. Just kidding. I really don't hate Apple that much, but my iPad is pretty much still in a drawer. Just waiting until I can go trade in for my nice new Samsung Galaxy Tab S3. If you like Apple, it's fine. It's not for me. It's not for me. That's why I joke. I wouldn't really take an iPhone X out and hit it with a baseball bat. Uh, it's just I find it amusing, the whole thing. But don't be stupid. Be smart. Be smart when you're doing things. I'm not sitting here on a podcast giving away trade secrets, you know. And I'm not saying I have a whole bunch of because I'm not working for Apple. But, you know, I know some things that could be given away. And I'm not sitting here spouting them off just to get clicks. Not at all. Not at all. Um, another thing, and I put this one in text because I found it interesting. Recently in Honolulu, which is in Hawaii, they actually made it illegal to text and walk. Text and walk. Now, I want you to think about that, wall fans of the social media world. Texting and walking. And you may think, well, that's silly. How can you make that illegal? Think about texting and walking through crosswalks or walking on a sidewalk. You know what the big one for me is? Because... Uh, I go out and I run around my neighborhood, uh, and I live near a somewhat busy street with a bunch of restaurants and, and small businesses and stuff, and I often take my daughter out on walks around that same area. And the one that gets me the most is people walk out of these businesses, almost running out of these businesses, looking at their phone. I can't tell you how many times I've, I've been running, literally run into, literally, walking a stroller, and I'm not talking like run into, smacked and knocked over, but just literally run into. So yes, it makes sense. You could get hit by a car. You shouldn't be in intersections texting and looking down at your phone. Take two seconds and stop. Finish your text. Then continue to walk. That way you're not running into things. That way you're not stepping off of curbs and breaking your leg, getting hit by cars. This really makes too much sense to me. So much sense that I will call this common sense. And I hope to see this one take on, uh, get taken on nationwide. I really do. I'm, I'm hoping we will get to that point uh, because it's ridiculous. The only problem is everyone's going to ignore it uh, because I constantly call out people like driving, looking down at their phone. In fact, the other day I was out walking and there's a car driving down the street in a residential area, uh, but a busy residential with a line down the middle of the street. We're not talking like a little super suburban residential area, houses, but a line down the middle of the street. And I can see the guy looking down at his phone and he's like driving 10 miles an hour and there's two cars behind him wondering why he's driving 10 miles an hour because he's looking at his phone car honks at him he looks up and goes oh i'm looking at my phone and 
speeds off. Goes from 10 miles an hour to like 50. And it's like, dude, just put down the goddamn phone. If you really got to get on the phone, pull over. I've had to do it before. I've had my wife calling me when, when I'm in the car, especially with my daughter. And I will, I will pull over. Now, that's hard on the freeway. But you know what? If you're on the freeway, it can wait. But I pull over. And it should be the same thing with texting and talking and walking. Like, come on. Let's all calm down. And you know what? Take your eyes away from your phone for five minutes. Just, just it's, it's, it's so liberating to take your eyes away from your phone for five minutes. It's incredibly liberating. Try it out, wall fans. Try it out. I'm gonna skip this. Uh, let me. I'm gonna. T- I just. I, I want to touch on this a little bit. FCC has been going crazy lately. They eliminated uh, their main studio rule, which I'm not gonna get into it for those of you that don't really understand it. But they've eliminated their main studio rule, which was really a big thing. Uh, and and it's it's kind of the world we live in now with people, even like myself, that are broadcasters and everything else. It basically eliminates the the requirement to have a. a uh, a, a dedicated studio and a dedicated uh, broadcast antenna. So I, I'm still kind of on the fence about this one. Uh, but then they also they made a decision just today or yesterday. Uh, the FCC did that they're eliminating the rule where you can't own more than one news outlet and or newspaper in the same market. Uh, so we have basically just seen the end of true journalism. Uh, Orange Menace likes to throw around a term fake news. Yeah, get ready for real fake news wall fans because when fox news owns every news outlet in alabama it's gonna get ugly it's gonna get ugly we can we all know it's gonna get ugly and that's when if you guys want to secede don't let the door hit you don't let the door hit you all right let's get into a little common sense we got a little bit of time left here wall fans we got a little bit of time left first one i want to get into not even all this is common sense. Usually we get, we get a little ranty. Some of this is, is fun, and I'm enjoying this one. Samuel Adams. If you're not familiar with Samuel Adams, I will actually kind of give Samuel Adams the credit for being the first kind of mainstream uh, uh, craft brewery because they started so small, and they've been big really for 20-plus years, I would say. Um, Chris might know offhand because he, he grew up in New England, but they've been pretty popular for quite a while now. And, and I tend to give them the, like the original craft brewery that became mainstream, you know, because they did. And now it's normal and everyone becomes mainstream and Heineken's buying every craft brewery and, and InBev's buying every craft brewery and all those other, you know, it, 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 it's a different world we live in. Uh, but apparently they just released a limited edition beer. In fact, they made 13,000 bottles of this beer and it's in, it's in an individual bottle. We're not talking six packs, 12 packs or anything else. It's in almost what looks like a uh, a brandy bottle. Wow, is it that old, Chris? 1984, Sam Adams. 19, I didn't realize it was that long. I don't think they've been mainstream since 1984. But they, wow, wow, good on them. I don't drink a ton of Sam Adams anymore, um, but good on. Wow, they've been around a long time. Anyway, sorry, we got a little tangented there because I that's a, that's that blown me away. 19, I didn't realize. I thought like 90s uh, is when they started, and then a couple years. And anyway. Nonetheless, they made this, and the bottle it comes in looks like a brandy bottle, Cavassier bottle, you know, a fancier liquor bottle, um, and they made 13,000 of these, and, and it's actually illegal in twelve, illegal to sell in 12 states, 12 different states. Um, speaking of Alabama, peace out, Alabama. No, not peace out. We're getting some beer from Alabama, with the exception of my very good friend from, from film school and his family. <laughs> now, there's plenty of great people in Alabama. 
<laughs> I make jokes. I have to be careful of this because I'm, I've made jokes about the South before and people get so upset, so upset. And it's like, yeah, but you're not making ridiculous jokes about where I live. I grew up with all of you relatives and friends in the South and the Midwest and the East Coast making fun of my state, the state that I live in, and that would be California. Um, so shut the F up. But I do try to be careful because people think I hate the South when I make freaking jokes. Come on. But if you are in Alabama, you can't buy this beer. Not allowed to sell it in Alabama. Hmm. Sorry, Alabama. You can sell it in California. Uh, I probably won't be trying this particular one simply because it's it's $200 <laughs> for the bottle of beer. Uh, and if I'm spending $200, it's going to be on some good Irish whiskey, uh, not necessarily on a limited edition run of beer. If someone want to split it with me, that might be different. Uh, but the other reasoning reasoning is uh, the alcohol by the alcohol by volume of this beer is twenty eight percent. Let me give you an idea, there, Wall fans. Uh, the beer that I'm drinking tonight, and Chris is also joining me in drinking, is six point two percent. The really heavy beer that I had last week, the Voodoo Ranger IPA, was nine percent, and that was super high. Uh, and then the beers for the Halloween episode, when I had two before going into the studio, and then one during. Yeah, that thing was like seven. So 28%, 28% alcohol by volume. Um, if any of you out there get to try this thing, let me know. I'm not shelling out $200 to try it, uh, and we will definitely not have it on the podcast because that would be like a half a glass and we're off the rails. We're, like We'd be off the rails. Bridget would probably have to be in here propping me up. And, like, I don't even know what else would be happening. So we probably will not have the Sam Adams special edition beer. Uh, but on on that note, they do recommend drinking it like a liqueur. They're not saying, like, chug this like a beer. So it, it, it's, it's kind of a different thing. I, it's interesting. Uh, if, if I had the opportunity to try it, you know, I, I might pay a few bucks for, like, a shot. I'm not buying a bottle of this thing. Uh, so if, if any of you – my birthday is on Saturday. You know, if you guys want to send me a $200 bottle of Samuel Adams, uh, you're welcome to do that. Hit me up. I'll send you my address if it means I'm getting some ridiculously expensive beer. Um, all right. Sam Adams, $200 beer. I'd probably be on the floor. I'd have like one glass of that beer, and I'd just be, I'm going to lay here real quick, and then I would just go to sleep. Go to sleep. Um, all right. Another common sense and good on you. Good on you, boy. Good on. If you're not familiar with that, please don't be ridiculous. It's a freaking saying. But good on you, boy. Uh, two, Cards Against Humanity. If you're not familiar with this game, you should be. And if you're not familiar with it, it means none of your friends are hipsters. Uh, because if you have any friend that's hipster, that's a hipster, they probably own this game. Uh, my wife's a bit of a hipster. We own this game. And the expansion pack, I don't know. We own a lot of the stuff. It's a fun game. Check it out. I'm not going to get into all the details of it. But the good Anya comes here because the company behind Cards Against Humanity bought a bunch of land along the U.S.-Mexico border. And you know why they did that? Because they block an orange menace from his stupidly ridiculous wall. So good luck, orange menace. Good luck. We all know that wall ain't going up. We all know it. We all know it. And even if it does go up, the sad thing about the wall going up, now I, I pretty much grew up in San Diego. The sad thing about the wall going up is we're basically keeping out people that are coming in here that really, now we can get into whether you should come in illegally or not. I'm not getting into that. But really by putting up a wall, you're keeping out the people that are that tend to come into the country and enrich it, you know, or tend to come in because they want a better life. So you're keeping those people out, but the the bad hombres 
Finger quotes for those of you just listening. Straight from Orange Menace. Bad hombres. Yeah, they got a bunch of fucking tunnels that go under that border and then come right out on the U.S. So the drugs, the guns, and all that other stuff, Wall ain't going to do shit for it, Orange Menace. It ain't going to do shit for all that stuff. Not going to do a goddamn thing. Oh, but build the wall. Build the wall. Morons. It's astounding the amount of stupidity in this country right now. Build the wall. Lock her up. Get the hell out of here. Get the hell out of here. Go back to your shack and your moonshine and having sex with your sister. See, Southern jokes. I'm gonna, now I'm going to get hate mail on that. We don't all have sex with our sister. I know, it's a freaking joke. And some of you do. Probably more than you'd like to admit. Um, let's move along. I'm getting a little fired. Oh, I think the beer. Oh, let's have another little sip of the... Uh, yeah. Oh my God, wall fans. Bridget, you still there? I'm going to do it right now. I'm going to do it right now, wall fans. Here it is. Here it is. Live on Go Tell It to the Wall podcast. The live feed for episode 36. I'm going to hit the button and publish Sean O'Rourke live in three, two, one. And Sean O'Rourke live is live as i mentioned don't go crazy on it it still needs some work it's still a work in progress but the bad boy is live you can contact me there uh if you don't know how to find it it's it's uh www i don't think anyone says that anymore www.seanoroarclive.com check it out i know bridget is probably on her way over there right now because i didn't share any of the site. i haven't shared any of the site with anyone except my wife um be kind. It needs some work. You can contact me through there. All the photos and videos and stuff are going up, but you can access the podcast and all kinds of other good stuff. Oh, and before I forget, you can also access my Patreon page through there, which is still being worked on. I've mentioned it on the show before, but if you like what you hear and you like what you see on the streams, you can literally support us financially through the Patreon page. So check that out. And uh, I'm still working on that, but there's some fun stuff that's coming out as rewards on the Patreon page. Uh, one of which will be the official Go Tell to the Wall stickers, uh, among many other things that are coming down the pipeline. I can't believe I almost forgot to publish the goddamn site. Can't believe it. Um, all right. We got a couple more things. I'm over time, but I want to get through these couple more things. Uh, here we go. Uh, more common sense. So, YouTube. YouTube, ridiculousness, what's going on right now? You know what drives me the most most nuts about YouTube because I was looking at a how-to video today. If you're going to put how-to videos on YouTube, you don't need to give me a complete background and a story and a biography. I don't need your biography. I don't need a background on you. I don't need a background on the product you're dealing with or showing me how to fix whatever it is because you know what? Chances are if I'm looking up how do I fix this on my computer and you give me a whole backstory of how computers were created and how you got your computer and how awesome it is and all this other stuff before the two seconds of telling me how to fix it, I ain't getting through your video, dude. I ain't getting through your video. Just not doing it. I'm just not doing it. Because you know what? I don't care. Just tell me how to fix the goddamn thing. Tell me how to fix it. Five seconds. This particular video I was looking at earlier, it was literally five seconds. I say literally. Literally five seconds. What I was trying to learn how to do. And this guy had a two-minute video. And on top of that, he freaking did it wrong. I had to call him out on it. Yeah, we're getting some hate on YouTube now. YouTube game is going up. It's going up. More common sense. So I took my daughter to a park today. The park here in Highland Park. They do a lot of 
production shoots here in Highland Park on York Boulevard, which is the main drag here that we live right near. Well, they did decide to do craft services, take over half of this park where there's a playground, and we're talking small park. We're not talking Griffith Park or, or uh, whatever that thing in New York is, that massive park. Wow. Central Park? Central Park. I, we're, we're going here. We're super tangented, Bridget. Bridget, we're, we're, we're going. We're going. Huh? But I got to get through this. They had craft services in half the park. Half the park, which is right next to the playground. Right next to the playground where I take my daughter, Zofia. Right next a whole bunch of kids, parents in the neighborhood take all their kids there. That's fine. Take over half of the park. Whatever. Take over half the park for craft services. I, I get it. That's fine. Production. You have permits and everything else. Well, I walk my daughter up because she's not quite walking yet. I walk her up into part of the playground thing. We like to go up there and we kind of look around and we play around and all this other stuff into like the high, you know, I don't know what you call it, like treehousey type thing. And I'm standing up there with her and we're looking around and there's other kids playing and she, you know, she's smiling. A couple kids come by and they're like smiling and saying hi and stuff. And I'm standing there. I go, what's that smell? And I'm looking, I'm like, that's cigarette smoke. And I'm, and we're near businesses. And I'm like, we're not close enough. Cafe de Leche is a little coffee shop right there. I'm like, we're not close enough for me to be smelling that strongly. Look over to where they're serving craft services and all this other stuff. You got a group of four people sitting in this little amphitheater. I kid you not, 10 feet away from kids, smoking cigarettes, smoking it up, smoking. Just didn't even care. Oblivious to the fact that they're 10 feet away from kids. Now, I used to be a smoker. I enjoy smoking. If smoking wasn't bad for you and didn't smell, I would still be smoking right now. I'd be chain smoking because I enjoy I, I like I'm not hating on you for smoking. Thing is, use common freaking sense. Don't smoke just a few feet away from kids. And the other thing is, there's three police officers sitting about 10, 15 feet in another direction from them. Clueless. Clueless. So what do I do? I go over and talk to the police officer. And in a nice, not so nice way, I said, I'm pretty sure it's illegal in the state of California to be smoking in parks because that is a statewide law. Uh, and he said, oh, oh, okay, I'll go take care of it. Come on, dude. Come on. You're sitting there. And I'm not trying to talk bad about the police, but do better. Do better. Realize that that's poisonous for kids. It's poison for everybody. Really shouldn't be around kids. Do better. All right. I want to talk about one more thing. And I feel like this is going to turn into a bit of a theme for the show and the ridiculousness of common sense and everything else. And this is to me, I don't want to say the epitome, but this is a big part of what is wrong with our country. Huge part of what is wrong with our country. And that's Tiffany and company. We all know Tiffany and company. They've been around forever. They make jewelry. They make all ridiculously priced things, overpriced things. Well, I encourage all of you wall fans to go out and just check on their website. And I want to go through a couple of things that they have listed on their website currently. And you'll understand what is wrong with this country. I don't care how much money you have. They have for $95 on Tiffany.com. Oh, thank you, Kevin. Kevin's on here. Kevin knows for sure. Uh, it's, so it's illegal in L.A., maybe not all of California, to be smoking in parks. Uh, but Kevin works, he works for the city um, and has worked closely with the park. He's not working in parks now, but has worked closely uh, with parks. Uh, and Kevin, I think we're giving you number one wall fan. Not that Kevin cares. Kevin's like one of my best friends. This is We just joke. But Dar- Dar- Darshan's losing it. You tell her. Darshan has lost number one wall fan. And it's going to Kevin. Kevin is also a pseudo on-air producer. He helps me out with uh, with quite a few things. He's bought beer for the podcast. Um, he's not official like uh, like Bridget, who who got the mantle even though she didn't want it. Uh, but on TiffanyandCompany.com, if you have the money, you can go on there and buy some $95 paper cups. Not even exaggerating. $95 paper cups made from bone china. 
Oh, that's not appealing to you? How about a $1,000 tin can? It's a tin can, and it costs $1,000. It does have the Tiffany blue stripe going down the side, so don't worry about that, wall fans. Uh, you can also buy some $1,500 Legos. But here's the kicker of all of it, and that would be the $9,000 ball of yarn. $9,000 ball of yarn. She's not out drinking, Kevin. If she's out drinking, someone go buy her. Someone send her an Uber. Darshan's like one drink and done. Out drinking. I'm teasing. I'm te she is like one drink and done. Uh, I am teasing. But I think she's lost it. She's missed a few episodes now. $9,000 ball of yarn, wall fans. $9,000 ball of yarn. That's what's wrong with this country. And we have a bunch of rich white dudes sitting there in Washington, D.C. Making it so that the people that buy this shit can buy more of it by giving them more money. You know what I think, wall fans? I think that we should attach something from the government, from the IRS, to websites that are so ridiculous like this, like a $9,000 ball of yarn, and if someone buys some stuff like this, they automatically are paying more taxes. I'd be so down for that. Because if you have the money to blow on a freaking $9,000 ball of yarn, yeah, you can pay a little more taxes, dude. You can pay a little more taxes because no one needs a $9,000 ball of yarn. No one needs $95 paper cups. Definitely no one needs a $1,000 tin can. If y'all need some tin cans, hit me up on the Facebook page. Uh, I can save them for you. I'll even, I'll even rinse them out. I'll rinse them out and y'all just pay the postage. I will send out tin cans all day. All day. Tin cans. Tin cans. That's what's wrong with this country. That's not what's wrong. I mean, that's a part of what's wrong with this country. But think about that, wall fans. Think about the ridiculousness of that. Think about the person that has this kind of money that they're just going to spend uh, buy a $9,000 ball of yarn. Uh, but I will tell you, this almost also almost went in the social section because if you, uh, I don't even think there's a hashtag attached to it, but if you do some social media searching, especially Twitter, uh, on Tiffany, uh, and they're called Everyday Objects. Tiffany's Everyday Objects, one of which would be the $9,000 ball of yarn. Uh, I don't know what everyday you live in Tiffany's, uh, but that is not an everyday, everyday object in my house. Um, there's maybe 1%, hmm, 1% of this country that that's an everyday item for. Uh, and if it's an everyday item for you, share your fucking money that I just share. Like that's crazy. If you can afford to do that, you can help out a homeless dude. You can help someone out. <laughs> uh Oh, <laughs> Bridget's already a patron. <laughs> How's that work? Bridget? Now Bridget's my boss. I was her boss. I've been throwing raises at her like crazy. You got here 10% raise. 10% of zero is zero. <laughs> um, all right, wall fans, we are done for tonight. Uh, I want, I, I do want to just tease one thing that I've been grappling with and I don't have an answer for you because I think it's great that we're calling out all these pedophiles, like I said at the top of the show and earlier on in the show, and I think we should be calling out all these sexual harassers and sexual abusers and everything else. And the fact that we're removing people like Harvey Weinstein, removing their name from credits and from production companies and everything else is fantastic. Uh, but I do want to point out one thing to you, and I'm not, I'm not even calling out on this. I don't know where this falls, uh, but... For those of you that have been on pulling uh, Harvey Weinstein's name out of everything and 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 just kicking these people out of whatever industry they're in, um, this is an honest question. I would like to know what you have done with all of your Michael Jackson albums. I would like to know. I don't have an answer, but I would like to know what you have done with those. Did you throw them away? Did you throw them away back in the 90s? I would like to know because I don't know. I own some Michael Jackson. Uh, you know, I don't know the answer to that. 
But think about it, Wall fans. Think about it, Wall fans. All right. We're done. We're done. Uh, we're getting off the rails here. We're just about off the rails. Uh, so thank you to all of you for listening. This has been episode 36 of Go Tell Us the Wall podcast. I am, of course, the one and only Sean Work. Thank you, Bridget and Chris, for helping me out as always. Thank you, Kevin, number one wall fan, Kevin, for joining us. Kevin is, is a huge fan of the show as well. I've mentioned him plenty of times on the show. Um, and thank you to everyone else who has been listening, commenting, downloading, sharing, all this other stuff. Oh, before we go, I do have to mention Facebook somehow had like this huge kick up last week. Uh, so for those of you that, that share the Facebook feeds and share the Facebook, Facebook posts, I, I know Bridget and Chris do it. Um, Bridget's almost required to because you're on air producer. I'm just kidding. She's not required to. Uh, but we had this huge, huge uptick in, 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 um, in uh, engagement on Facebook uh, last week. So keep that up. If, if you don't mind, it's, it's really helping everything. Um, and of course our Facebook page, facebook.com slash go tell us the wall on Twitter at tell the wall pod or at magic Muppet. And just launched about 15 minutes ago, Seanorourkelive.com, your central location for everything, YouTube, podcasts, go tell to the baby, all the good stuff. Even if you, you know, want to get me out to a live event, which is a possibility. It is a possibility. Hit me up on there. Seanorourkelive.com. Again, thank you to all of you for listening. Thank you to all of you for watching. Uh, we'll be back next week. Don't forget, we will be on the air live Wednesday next week, not Thursday because of Thanksgiving. Um, and as always, as always, whatever you do, do it with passion. Have passion with what you do. And don't forget, no matter who you meet, no matter where you go, no matter what you do, no matter why you do it, always, always, always use common sense.